In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time to get happy. Harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Gaiman. A fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness because happiness is a choice. And happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show, Harvesting Happiness. Lisa's going to shine a light on the well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. And as a filmmaker, psychologist, author, professor, and motivational speaker specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cypress-Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. In the show, she'll also focus on military families, service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and civilian life reintegration issues. So let's get to it. Harvesting Happiness on Togedan.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen, and I am your host. I am here to speak with you as I do each and every week about happiness, well-being, and human flourishing. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but good for those around us. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity on a global level. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on today's guest, I want to open up the phone lines for call-ins at 877 877- 864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. You can find us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness. And you can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. So if you hear something you like or want to share something that you know, please do so. We always love hearing from you. We're going to talk today about the human heart, the human heart and the metaphorical heart and what it all means in relationship to happiness. And today's guest is a friend of mine, a fellow alumnus of the University of Santa Monica, a graduate school where we both attended. And that is my friend Agape Stasinopoulos, who is the author of the best-selling book, Unbinding the Heart, where readers embark on an inspiring journey of inner exploration to reconnect with their true selves. Born and raised in Athens, Greece, she entered the prestigious Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London at age 18. She moved to the United States to do film and television and then later attended the University of Santa Monica, where she completed her master's in psychology. She is an inspiring speaker and Agape teaches and empowers both men and women to recognize their individual gifts claim them, use them to serve humanity, and create the lives they want. Agapi, I want to give you a big virtual welcome hug. (laughs) I I receive it. I receive it, and I send it right back to you, my dear Lisa. How lovely to hear your voice. Oh, and to to hear yours. Uh, Agapi, you... uh, (laughs) 
are one of the people that I would say enchants me. You are Aww. an enchanting soul and have a huge heart. And I just can't wait to share with our listeners about Unbinding the Heart, about um, your life in Greece as a, as a young child, and then your move to England and then to the United States, and then yes. how you found your path to Unbinding the Heart. Yes. Well, it's such a pleasure to share it with your listeners, and I, a, a virtual hug to all of them for this wonderful morning that is uh, warm and lovely in sunny California. And uh, just to start with the blessings of this beautiful day, and, and I always say, you know, the most important thing uh, is, as my mother used to say every morning, is not to take anything for granted. And uh, it's so easy for us to take things for granted, and it, sometimes things happen that are difficult for us, and that's when we decide that, uh, well, gratitude maybe is one of the greatest keys for life to unbind our hearts. Um, my journey started in Greece, in Athens. I was very, very blessed to have an amazing mother, Ellie. Uh, when I speak, I evoke her spirit. She passed 12 years ago. She lived in Los Angeles with me and my sister. She brought us to England. Um, she was a feisty, fiery, fearless woman. And um, she fought the Second World War with the Germans. She was hiding a lot of Jewish people during the German occupation in Greece. And a lot of people don't know that the Germans did go to Greece on the Second World War. And um, she had moments in her life during the war that she saw the worst, and she um, stood up to the German soldiers when they asked if they were hiding any uh, Jewish people in the cabin of the Red Cross that she was serving. And she said, no, and put down your guns. You have no right to shoot here. We are Red Cross. And she said to me, she saw three machine guns go down when she in perfect German. She told them to put down the guns. And that moment forever changed her because she realized that there was a force in her that lived that was beyond her. And uh, she had this great uh, phrase, Elisa, that I want to pass on to your listeners today. It was called, Be Your Giant Self. Now, when we wake up in the morning and we make our coffees and we, you know, running to our cars to go to our work and we are you know, taking care of the kids and um, our husbands maybe are upset because they didn't sleep well or all these things happen in, in life and we go in and, and the day doesn't quite go the way we want it to. And um, we don't, we're not our giant self. We are, we are, you know, the normal human kind of everyday self. But inside of us lives this self that is so much bigger than this. It's really the self that can overcome anything. And people often ask me, how do you overcome difficulties? And that's what I learned from my mother. And uh, all my life, uh, how I became more of myself was that every, every, every time something challenging would happen, I would call forward and I learned to call forward that bigger part of me and it's not easy because when we are kind of uh, contracted we don't see that state of expansion in us so my mother brought us from Greece to England um, Ariana my sister studied at Cambridge Economics and I went to the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts to study acting which was my big love so there we were in a one-bedroom apartment. She had divorced, my, separated my father, never divorced him, actually. And I write about all this in my book, 
my story of how um, these adversities that my mother faced um, made her who she became. And uh, my father was a wonderful man. He was uh, uh, also um, caught in the German Second World War in the occupation, and he was taken to the concentration camps. But he was a very wounded man. He was very wounded from coming back, and he's, he had a very bad habit. I called him my Zeus. He loved one too many women, <laughs> although he was married. <laughs> so he broke my mother's heart, you know. And um, and my mother really uh, became um, fearless with him, and she just said, I'm taking my girls and I'm raising them on my own, which was kind of unheard of in that time in Greece, you know, without a job. I mean, she had brothers, but um, it took a tremendous courage to do something like that. And she survived, and they brought us to England where we studied, and gave us the best. She, she used to say, education, education, education. That is the most important thing in life, um, how to educate yourself. So uh, that's just the juice of the beginning of my story. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the title because it is such a magnificent title and really the key to uh, being your giant self. It is this process of unbinding the heart. And tell us a little bit about the title, how you arrived at it, and how symbolic it is to you on your journey. Yes. Well, um, in my personal journey, uh, my heart was very hurting because I saw my parents um, have this unhappiness between them because, you know, my, my mother was unhappy with my dad. My dad was very volatile. And it caused me what I would call unhappiness or a binding. My heart was shut down. And um, then I, be, I became an actress in, in, in London. And in the acting, I released my heart a lot because there was emotions and there was, you know, Greek tragedies and, and there was comedies. It was everything. And, you know, when you play these big parts, it's like you let your emotions out, free up your heart a lot. So I love that. And then I came to Los Angeles to do a movie, and the movie didn't work out, and I ended up staying in this country to pursue my career. But it was very, very challenging because I didn't have a green card, then I had an accent, then I, then I, I just didn't somehow get the parts, although I was very talented and recognized as a very talented actress. So um, over the years, I started to seek my spiritual path. I always say, I didn't believe in God, but thank God, God believed in me. Because <laughs> <laughs> How well put. <laughs> he found me. You know, he kind of, kind of pushed me along the path, and he said, come on, little girl over here, you know, and I will give you some more angst and pain, and then you really say, there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. And when we go through pain, you know, we, we seek for the divine. We seek for the spirit because we're in pain. And uh, sometimes when everything is going well, we go, everything is fine. You know, I don't need to have anybody's help. And out of that, um, I, I, I found my path. I Through yoga, meditation, I found my spiritual teacher, whose name is John Roger, and for me, he resonated. Um, he um, was home to me. You know, the way he taught um, about spirit and the way he spoke and um, 
was a lot about the soul and the light of God. And I started to follow the path, and I went to the University of Santa Monica, as you know, and a lot of healing started to happen. And the unbinding of the heart started to happen with the healing and forgiveness and feeling safe. And honestly, Lisa, I, I had a lot of pain and angst. And partly why I wrote the book is because I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt you, and I apologize for doing so. We are going to need to go to break, and when we uh, we return, we're going to talk with uh, Agapi Stasinopoulos further about the process of unbinding the heart, her book, and how one can take that journey within to find greater joy, compassion, and contentment. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life is tough, and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress-Kamen has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, I'm here with my friend Agapi Stasinopoulos, and we are talking about her new book, a bestseller, I might add, called Unbinding the Heart. And what is so magnificent about this title and the contents between the pages of this book are the stories that she tells uh, about Greek wisdom, about her life in Greece growing up, about the challenges that one faces in life, and the blessings of adversity. And this is what I love about the conversations, Agapi, that you and I share. You can't buy adversity and you can't buy the transformation that comes from it. That's right. You can't. And, and so as you were saying, you know, for me, my heart started to release. And that's what I write in the book. As you know, the book is 32 stories of my life. And each time something happened or something did not happen, <laughs> the man I didn't marry, the career that didn't happen, 
the projects that did not happen. I mean, you can't imagine years after years, I'm talking, Lisa, where I would pursue things like a project on Maria Callas, a project of $6 million project on the gods of Greece, I'm dating a man that I thought it was going to be, and then things would fall apart or would not, and I would be, you know, hitting my, my head against the wall. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make this happen. And the letting go and the releasing of that, of uh, accepting what I was in mind to happen, uh, started to unbind my heart. And what was happening was I was conditioning my happiness. You know, you talk so much about harvesting happiness, that I will be happy and joyful and feel good when I get the part, when I marry this man, when my, my, when my project happens. So it was very, my happiness was extremely conditional. And that's why the book is called Unconditional Love. Because, listen, hundreds of things happen throughout our day, throughout our, 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 our lives, every day where things don't go our way, from the bad traffic to um, the salespeople, you know, uh, our sales don't go through, our, our finances, our relationships, I mean, hundreds of things. And the only way, the only way is to not tie and bind ourselves around what happens or doesn't happen. Not an easy process, not an easy process, but again, coming back to the giant self and the letting go. And and if I may just send this powerful message to your listeners, how do you unbind your heart and why it's important? It's because any time we have judgment on ourselves, uh, our hearts are, are potent, are powerful, are explosive, are filled with love, are kind. Our hearts are beautiful. They're like gardens. And they are gardens that, are, that we need to keep watering. And any time... We uh, have judgments, we have conditions, we say, um, this person has it better than me, we, we push ourselves, we pressure ourselves, we judge ourselves, we don't appreciate ourselves, we take ourselves for granted, and our life force inside of us, our hearts shuts off a little bit. And it's like not, it's like really looking at a garden that then is barricaded. And... Uh, and, you know, that is my experience of how I started to release uh, my heart and to, to feel the energy. You know when something happens and you have an argument with somebody or a disagreement and you feel your heart shuts off? Have you ever had that experience? Of course. And, and that's very painful, very, very painful. And then, um, you know, a divorce, um, a, 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 a relationship that went bad. And and you just say, I hate this person. I hate, or I, I can't stand them, and you shut off your heart. Well, how, that hurts, hurts you. That hurts us so deeply because we, can now, we now are not having the greatest treasure, our heart available to us. Because if we have that, we're the richest person in the world. We can make anything happen. We you know, know it's like a child, you know. Go go back to one thing you were saying about the judgment, because uh, when we when we sit in judgment, as many of us do, it's very common when when we are not receiving the outcome of something that we want or the or something happens the way we think it should be, we hold judgment, and that judgment is actually armor. It's like a layer of 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 Kevlar that prevents us from being in joy. Beautiful, beautiful. That's exactly right. That, you know, um, and then you said joy because uh, 
I, I, I have this phrase, I said, you know, forget happiness, let's go for joy, because the soul <laughs> is joy. Happiness is like one day you're happy, one moment you're happy, then <clears throat> you get a call that's a bad call, you know, your, your child is unhappy and screaming and is crying, then you get unhappy. I mean, happiness is not sustainable. But, no, uh, no right? it's annoying. Actually, the word is annoying. And that's why I love, I love that we named this show Harvesting Happiness because it gets people's attention. You want me to be happy with a yellow smiley face when my spouse is ill or this is happening or the world is crumbling. And really, it's a conversation starter. And you're absolutely right. Joy, that simple three-letter word, is, is what there is in this life. It is the essence of life. Exactly. It is the essence of life, you know. And and so you know so 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 what binds our heart you know um, joy I mean uh, jo- joy is the byproduct of unbinding our hearts what binds our hearts then it is the judgments uh, it is the longing I have a chapter in my book that's called um, no more longing because what happens is we 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 long for things we long for things to happen you know. And I realized that longing separates us from our joy because then we're putting our happiness again. Well, if this happens, I will be happy. Again, it's conditional, you know. Mm-hmm. If I am, lo- I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine last night. He said, you know, I'm longing for a relationship. You know, I'm longing for for somebody to love me, to be there for me. And uh, it just the longing is also. Well, shuts you off from that everything is okay right now. You know, we may want something and say, if I had this, my this is my wish list, and I would have liked to have had that, and I'd like to have that. Um, but again, it's placing a, a, a thought form out there that without that, we're not enough. And that's a big conditioning on our planet, you know, because remember, all these things has been conditioned to us in our human conditioning. And this is what, in a way, Lisa, our, our work is really as a human being is to uh, unbind that human conditioning that we all have, all of us. And by doing so for ourselves, we mm-hmm. sort of raise the vibration of everything that is going on around us. If, if each of us becomes responsible for unbinding our own hearts, for um, tuning into that joy, and I don't mean to be Pollyanna as I describe this, because life is complicated and it is difficult, and we come to this world to go, and what happens in between, a mutual friend of ours, Eric Handler, once spoke about the dash, you know, that point in between, the, the date of birth and the date of death, that mm-hmm. journey... Um, must be taken, you know, fully awake and fully alive. So when we mm-hmm. do it for ourselves, we're doing it actually for others as well. Yes. Well, I, uh, Walter Isaacson, you know, was in a panel with him recently at the convention. He wrote the book of uh, Steve Jobs and Einstein, and he's a great thinker. Um, and uh, the Aspen Institute of uh, um, Big Ideas. And... Um, he said, I'm fed up of people talking about following their passion. He said, I think people should start following something bigger than themselves, and that would get them to where they want to go. Because, you know, many times I ask women, say to me, what? I have to find my passion, I have to find my purpose. And it's like when you start going beyond yourself, that you're not just here for you, and you start making yourself like an offering to life, and even your your life and other people's lives, 
um, then it's amazing. Things just really open up. And that's part of the thing that I describe uh, in the book is like, how do you find um, that voice? You know, I have a chapter, a chapter 12 in the book called Finding Your Voice, you know, where I found my my voice in terms of the writing and uh, how I was so scared and paralyzed and fear. And uh, I have a great definition of fear. Fear is not the absence of fear, but, you know, it's going beyond the fear that you're feeling, having the courage to go beyond the fear. We're never going to be fearless completely. I mean, we're going to always have something nagging on us. But the confidence that comes um, from finding yourself and your voice and your life comes from knowing that you're not alone. And that's the big message that is spreading out there. When you wake up in the morning and you go, God is my partner, and that is my biggest affirmation in my life. That when I was writing my first book on the Greek goddesses, a friend came to my apartment and stayed with me, and she said, you have everything you need to write this book. I was very, very scared to write my first book, which I was commissioned to write on the Greek goddesses and archetypes, which was a blessing that I was asked to write, but I was very nervous. I didn't know I had anything to say. And uh, she turned to me and she said, you are afraid and you lack confidence because you think you're going to do it alone, but you don't do it alone. You have spiritual guides, you have help. You have inner help. You have ancestors' help. You're not alone. It's true, and 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 you know the um, the concept of asking for help, especially for people who generally are um, self-possessed and feel like they can handle almost anything. That is a, a fear. To risk to ask for help sometimes is the greatest challenge. We are going to go to a break in a minute, and when we come back, I'd like to continue to explore this concept of fear because it's something that I'm writing about uh, quite a lot lately, and how we can use fear as a as a catalyst, and when we transform this fear. It is the jet fuel that uh, removes our limits, and it um, Mm -hmm. is quite um, liberating. And Mm -hmm. I certainly know fear. I know you have known fear, and it's the uncertainty. It's the the unknown. It is what now, um, if if it's not here, where is it going to be? And it's always somewhere over there. And then that fear resides just squarely within ourselves because most of the time it is irrational. And I want to give our listeners... um, some information, how they can find you and your book. And that would be at, and I'm looking here very quickly, Twitter, you are Agapi Says, and I love this Twitter handle, Agapi Says, and the website is www.unbindingtheheart.com. On Facebook, you are Agapi Stasinopoulos. And uh, the book you are giving away today is one of our giveaways, which you can sign up for on Facebook and on our website, Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, is Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love. So please like us on Facebook, join our contest, join our contest here on toginet.com and on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio to learn more about me and the work that I do at Harvesting Happiness and Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. Please visit harvestinghappiness.com. And we'll share more about the relevancy of unbinding the heart and our returning military personnel when we come back. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. Starting, um... We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. 
We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film happiness is an inside job products including the sterling silver infinity bracelet that benefit harvesting happiness for heroes a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues join us at harvesting happiness on facebook nothing gives happiness like a free gift Lisa Cypress Cayman has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Cayman on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us now, I'm here today with Agapi Stasinopoulos. She is the author of Unbinding the Heart, a bestseller that she has written about a dose of Greek wisdom, generosity, and unconditional love. And prior to the break, we were talking about fear and fear as a catalyst for change, for exploration, for growth, and ultimately transcendence. Um, As her (laughs) mother Ellie said, to be your giant self. And that's Mm. what I love about this concept of fear as something very different than what we've been taught to believe it to be. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I love that. I love that how you transform it is by being the transcendent. Um, I was going to remind our listeners before we forget and get carried away with everything is that um, to go into the, liking my page and binding the heart and to listen to my website uh, meditation and bindingtheheart.com. I have a beautiful guided meditation. Come into the presence of your heart. Um, and then they can sign up for all my news and, and seminars and uh, webinars and everything that I do. I also do book clubs um, over 
uh, the internet, you know, like I can do via Skype. If people in a book club, they buy the book and they read it, then I will join their book club over Skype and we can talk. And, and it's been absolutely a wonderful thing to do. I, um, I have an email, which is agapi at unbindingtheheart.com, that uh, people can invite me and, uh, to their place to do that and um, to stay connected either way, you know, which is very important, agapi at unbindingtheheart.com. Which is all about your mission, which is to connect with ourselves and with others uh, to create community, to create that place where we can unbind our hearts, where we can be free to be our our best selves and be in joy. And yes. you, you, you have a great chapter uh, going to your book called 1-800-GO-INSIDE. And I love this. The first of all, the, the title is great. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a new service. <laughs> Always you available. You get up in the morning and you feel depressed and you go 1-800-GO-INSIDE. And you call up and it says, hello, if you're depressed, plus three. If you are feeling unhappy, plus four. <laughs> if you are feeling you like something and you don't know how to make it happen, press six. If you are feeling like uh, you, you know, on and on. <laughs> I, uh, I, I talk about that because, um, you know, we, as you say, happiness is, a, is an inside job. It's like we can't, um, we, there are unfortunately, you know, there are no um, simple seven or st- eight steps to really to your happiness. Your happiness is really, and, and you know, finding your heart is a process. And it takes um, a little excavation, and it takes going inside. And how do you do that? You can start writing to yourself. You can start free from writing, journal writing. You can start praying. You can start um, meditating. You can go into a quiet place in a church, in a in a, um, in a garden. Find a little space in your home that you make it your sanctuary. Uh, I have this uh, great quote from Joseph Campbell that said, you have to have a space in your home, a little corner where you don't think about your bills and your to-do list and the news, but it's your bliss station. It's where you find yourself. And that, that little spark, that little seed, that little pearl of self that resides there is, um, what starts to take you inside, to unravel that self inside. And um, so much of the unhappiness is because we, are, we, are outer, we become outer beings and we're not. We're inner beings. And, um, you know, you go to a magazine stand and you can get inundated of how much outer focus on the self there is. And that outer focus, you know, this obsession in America, too, about the youth, uh, how you look, uh, your, you know, the wrinkles, God forbid you have wrinkles, you should, the facelift, the surgeries. It's, um, it's quite extraordinary to think that our whole society emphasizes uh, take care of the outer, but really the inner is not cultivated. And, um, and that's why I wrote that chapter about the story of my father when he, at the end of his life, he was you know, um, hadn't really taken that time and he lost his eyesight and he really suffered because he he didn't have an inner place to go to, to really fall, you know, and we have to build and create. Each one of us is going to do it on their own. You know, I have a, a phrase, paragraph in the book I'm going to read to your listeners. It says, 
There are no seven or eight simple steps to unbind our hearts, but there is one choice that we all have. And this is our golden opportunity in every moment of every day, whatever small or big challenges it brings, do I shut down or do I choose to open up one more time even deeper? I'm going to read this one more time. Do I shut down or do I choose to open up one more time even deeper? In this book, I share with you some of the experiences that led me to that knowledge. And I'm sharing my stories with you in the greatest hope that I can help a few other hearts loosen the knots that bind them. So ask yourself, and how is my heart unbound? And what would my life be like if I lived with my heart fully open and free and I knew that my story mattered? So how we unbind our heart is really by uh, recognizing that we matter, that our story matters, our, our uh, every little detail, everything that happens in our lives matters. People discount themselves, Lisa, you know, and that creates a certain disharmony in our being. We say we don't matter, other people, everybody matters. Everybody, everybody matters equally. It's true. It's true. You know? and, and, and as we realize that everybody matters and that we also matter, we begin to have more compassion and more empathy. And that is the space where the transformation occurs. Because when we are in that empathic state, we can forgive, we can lose our judgment, we can unbind our hearts, we can embrace joy in the moment, even though the moment may not necessarily be happy. Because mm-hmm. the, the life, life is not always happy, as you, as you said earlier. And so I yeah. love this ability to, uh, to tap in and go deeper. I love what you said about, you know, to unbind the heart. It requires that we be willing to go deeper, that, you know, when we're in choppy water, sometimes you have to dive beneath the surface mm-hmm. where those crashing waves are occurring. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I, I happen to love the Dalai Lama. Um, you know, which I find, I met him recently in, in, um, Honolulu. And, uh, he talks a lot about, uh, the, how we're all the same and how when we are transparent and we, um, how important it is to, um, be transparent and to be honest and to be who we are because then our, a lot of our insecurity comes from, we hide ourselves, you know, and I always say, um, don't tell people you're fine if you're not fine. You know, if, you, if you're suffering, if you are um, struggling with things, tell people. Tell people that you trust, of course, you know, and just say, you know, I'm, I need help. I need help. Reach out. And in the reaching out, the unbinding happens. In the reaching out to receive and in the reaching out to give. And it's, a, it's like, to me, it's like I think... Um, there is a, this is like the inner, inner outer dance, you yes. know, you go inside when I, I have these little tricks that are not tricks so much like tools that I use with myself because, you know, our life happens in our day. It's not like, uh, it happens in, in the bigger goals and vision. That's okay. But it's in the little moments that life happens. It's when your feelings get hurt because somebody didn't call you back or where, a project isn't happening of where you are uh, getting refused to, you know, you're raising money and you hear a lot of no's, where uh, people are not supporting your dreams, where you feel alone. That's moments like that. What do you do? What do you do? 
when you feel you don't know or you're stuck and you go, I have no idea how to get out of the situation. And that's the point of transformation. In that moment, you can ask for help inside and say, help, I'm alone. I, I, right now, I need help. I need to bring forward my divine guidance, my God, my, to know that I'm connected. I call it my bungee cord. If you imagine from your belly <laughs> to great. your heart. I, I learned that in drama school uh, when I used to go up and perform on the stage. And people said to me, How, uh, you know, I have no fear performing or speaking in front of people. The larger the audience, the happier I am. <laughs> I can attest people, to that. You, you are a powerhouse <laughs> on the stage. It's so true, Agapi. <laughs> people said to me, how do you do that? And I said, well, you know, I get my bungee cord and I'm not alone. It's like I imagine this bungee cord from my belly to God, to, to the universe. You know, I was looking at the stars yesterday in my garden and the moon, and I said, the energy that sustains the moon and the stars and makes the sun and makes the world revolve is the same energy that's inside of us. Think about That's that. Be- beautifully put. We are going to transition to a break very gracefully. And before we do so, I want to give our listeners information how they can connect with you, Agapi. The website is www.unbindingtheheart.com. Please visit this website. Uh, within it is a beautifully guided meditation done by Agapi, ways to join her community, stay connected to her, and Unbinding the Heart. On Twitter, she is Agapi Says. And on Facebook, you can find Agapi at Agapi Stasinopoulos. And she has graciously donated a giveaway, one of her books, Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love, to our radio show. And you can sign up for that giveaway on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, and we now have that link also available on the TogiNet page and on Harvesting Happiness Talk radio page. We have a lot to talk about, and when we come back from this break, I would love to talk more of a little bit about forgiveness, Agapi, about synchronicities in life, those little road signs that say we need to stand up and pay attention, um, because this is a, this has a lot of meaning to you, and it's guided you in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's something to be said for paying attention, you know, mm-hmm. not always yeah. doing, but it's in the, in the being. And I want to explore this further because it's, yes. it's very potent, you know, very powerful. Yes. So we are going to transition out. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress. Came in to learn more about all the things that we do over here. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com. And when we return, we're going to continue the conversation with Agapi Stasinopoulos about unbinding the heart, how she has used the dose of Greek wisdom to generate more generosity and unconditional love for herself and others. And you can too. Here come the tunes. Where is my heart? We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress-Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details.
part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet. The show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Hence the name of the show. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, I'm here today with Agapi Stasinopoulos, and we're talking about her new best-selling book, Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love. And this book is such a wonderful uh, assemblage and, and, and work of art of stories of your life, Agapi. Of your, of your history in Greece when you were a little girl to, ha- to present day. And in it, you talk about synchronicities, about the little signs that happen in life that point us in the right direction, especially when the going gets tough, especially when we're at a loss. We don't know what to do and how to tap into that inner wisdom, that inner voice, or the outer wisdom and voice uh, by asking for help or if you have a good spiritual practice, um, finding it there. And so let's talk a little bit about synchronicity. And you mentioned Socrates, and this is a beautiful segue into this subject. Yes, the, the, the chapter on Socrates is called My Conversation with Socrates. Socrates was the Greek philosopher that, amongst other things, he said, know thyself. He also said, um, the unexamined life is not worth living. And he said many things that um, really opened up doors for people. And he was a feisty man down in the Athens street. He used to go and teach, and he was like a midwife. He didn't give answers. He asked you questions to find your answers. And one day I, I sat in my, in my uh, dining room table where I was writing my book, and I said, I'm going to talk to Socrates. And I said, okay, you tell us know, your, know thyself, but which self? Because we have so many selves and uh, which self do you want us to know, you know? And uh, he said to me, and I love, I love that, and I could just hear like his little Greek, um, let me see here, I'll find it. Um, he says, um, he said, know thyself, and I mean all of it, your true self and your false self, get to know it all, the doubt, the shame, the guilt, the luck, the self-pity, the lust and the jealousy the greed, and the pride. It's part of your human nature. And let the other parts of yourself, the kindness, the loving, the compassion, the clarity and wisdom come through. There is a fearlessness that lives in you. When fear takes over, ask yourself, who is afraid in there? And he added, 
I know about fearlessness because I don't give a damn what people thought of me. Neither did I think of pleasing X, Y, and Z. At the very end, I didn't even fear death. To know thyself is also to meet yourself in the unknown, the invisible, the unspoken. Take time to let that speak to you. Leave spaces in your busyness, in the busyness of your day, for that silent, true self to be heard. And don't listen too closely to what your false self tries to whisper in your other ear. Your Mm -hmm. false self is the master of distortion. It throws out hooks and you bite. And then it reels you in and has its way with you. It pulls you down paths that are not your own. And you feel wobbly in them as if you were walking in someone else's shoes. And it goes on and on. And I just love that chapter. You know, I just read it and I said, oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> I, I, I love it, too. I, you know, it's, uh, it's witty and it's, uh, and it's so true. You know, that we must know ourselves, the good, the bad, the, the, the ugly, the pretty, the sad, the happy, all of it. And it, it is part of that authenticity that is um, the agreement we must have with ourselves in order to, A, unbind the heart and then find the joy that we speak of. And, and you know what also comes present, what, what's another, the killer of joy, what kills your joy? And I, I, I know that from experience, Lisa is when I feel I'm responsible for other people, mm-hmm. their, their happiness. And I feel, oh, so-and-so is not happy, a friend, a girlfriend, uh, you know, used to be my parents or a husband or a lover, and, and you see them sad or unhappy and you go, uh, because you love them, I, I'm an, I have to do something about it. And, and that is a trickle down the wrong path because we cannot, I mean, we can bring our joy to people, but if we think we're responsible for their happiness, we get trapped. Do you agree? Absolutely. I absolutely agree. And what I, I mean, have there's found- things you can do to make them happier, but you're not responsible. There's a difference. You know, you can do things to lift people. You can do things like you're doing amazing things to help the veterans coming back from war. You know, Right. Oh, I, I, I agree with you, but I also uh, want to share a little bit about that in the sense because it goes back to that um, walking or singing our song that that work is what creates, generates happiness within me. And the byproduct of this is the service that it gives others. You know, exactly. I know that, that by doing But Lisa, the work if that- you said, uh, I... I have no time for Lisa anymore. I'm giving myself complete, and I'm responsible to get these veterans happy and to save them, you know, or to say that you would go under. You know, and a lot of people in the sake of they become the caretakers of the world or other people, uh, then lose themselves and their sense of own joy, and they become martyrs or they become, you know, completely, and that's also something to watch, you know, where um, we... Our, our responsibility is to our soul. When we live this, the day we close our eyes and we take off from this planet Earth, none of this would matter. All would matter is how closer have you gotten to your maker, to your God, to your soul. That's really all. I watched both my parents die and take their last breath. And all the, everything in their life was greased for the meal for that moment of departure. And, and when you're departing, you're taking with you that culmination of your life and have you served your life with getting to know you, with getting to get closer to you, 
And that's really what really, really matters. It is what matters, and it is the actually it is a, it is social responsibility because when mm-hmm. you show up taking care of yourself mm-hmm. on a mental level, spiritual level, emotional level, physical level, uh, to be the best that you can be mm-hmm. to serve because it ultimately serves you, serves a higher purpose, uh, and makes the journey while on this planet as pleasant and giving as possible. You are contributing to yes. humanity. And elevating everybody. Yes, exactly. It's like when you show up, show up for you. And the the critical voice, the one that says, oh, it doesn't really matter. I don't really matter. I'm not doing, I'm not good enough. They're they're not good enough. We have to send that voice down to the Aegean. I mean, we cannot just, (laughs) we have to go for, you got to send it down and say, go for a cold swim, sweetheart. And you have to be ruthless to yourself. If you're watching yourself go down that path that says someone else is better, you don't have it, you know, take that voice and really be ruthless with it because that is the voice that undermines you, you know. And there will always be more beautiful, more intelligent, uh, more wealthy, more this, more that. It will always be somewhere over there, but it really has nothing to do with you or me. Yeah. Well, also, you know, the thing that I, I come up a lot is, um, do you encounter that a lot where people say, well, it's not fair. The life is not, this person got this and I didn't. It's not fair. They are not giving me this. They are not, you know, what was it the other day I saw somebody who had, um, said to me, you have any wise words for me? I've been going for two years trying to get a job, and I couldn't, they, can't, they couldn't get the job. Uh, and, and I said, well, I said, I tried for six years to get acting parts, and I was going down the wrong path because the universe and God was trying to say to me, you know, it, uh, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know? Right. Give it up, girl. Give it up. You know, you wanted this acting part, and I was going like a beggar, going... Please, somebody hire me so I know I'm valuable and, and I'm so talented. And it was so painful. I was so tight inside. And the day that I have this, this story in the book of the bus story, you know, St. John, I performed Joan of Arc in the bus for one woman, uh, a nurse. The universe opened up. And I felt, my God, I have a talent. I have a venue. The venue is the bus. My audience is there. I'll make it happen. <laughs> and, it, and it's like... Uh, I always think of that movie, Kramer versus Kramer, uh, where Dustin Hoffman needs to get a job within a day or they will take custody of his kids. I remember I saw this movie ages ago with Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep, and, and he summons up all his energy, and it's mid, and it is Christmas Day. And somebody said, nobody will give you a job on Christmas Day. He said, oh, yes, they will. And he goes there, and they say, well, we're going to have we don't, you can't make a graphic artist because he has this big, you know, job that he's lost. But we can give you this other little job. And it's a start. He said, I'll take it. I'll take it. And it's yeah. like when you, your intention is clear and you go, I need, okay, I can't get this job and I can't get, but with God as my partner, I'll get a job just to get me going. You know, it's that kind of whatever it is that, again, your, 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 your spirit inside and where you say, help me. And you ask and you keep asking. And I have this quote that I'm looking at in front of my desk that says, keep on going at all costs. Another chapter in the book when my spiritual teacher, when I was having such a hard time with a horrible director who was mean and sadistic and 
and I was acting, and I finally got a job, and I said, this is horrible, what, how she's treating us, and, and I wanted to act, and I wanted to leave. So I said, and uh, my spiritual teacher turned to me and said, keep going at all costs. And by the end of it, I performed, and I had a glorious time, and I overcame. The, and she came and thanked me and hugged me, and there was a healing happened. So, you know, in my own little way, I have gone through many, many experiences to know that all these things that I talk about in my book are real, are tested, and they work. And that's my passion, and that's my mission, and that's my fire in my belly to go out and tell people there is a place that we don't have to go through the angst, and we can be unbound, and can be happy, and we can give ourselves the gift of our own heart, our own love, our own generosity. My mother used to say, if you said you were wearing something and you saw a necklace in her and say, oh my God, I love this. Say, Lisa, take it. And if the person would say to her, but what can I give you back? She would say, it's not a trade, darling. It's an offering. Mm. So offering, our life is an offering. And that's what I want to leave your listeners with. Life is an offering to yourself, to your spirit and to others. And when you start with that consciousness every morning, what can I offer today? First to myself, you know, because you've got to fill up the cup. You know? Beautifully, beautifully said, Agape. We have run out of time and we are oh. going to have to do this again. You will have to come back and join us in a few months. But I want to share some fun facts because we are going to share a very exciting event together on Sunday, December 2nd. And that is TEDx Malibu, where we will be exploring the subject of living out loud or LOL. And what does it mean to live bodaciously, audaciously, out loud, which means that we stand up with our voices strong and you are the living, breathing embodiment of this in your work. So thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress, Cayman and Agape Stasinopoulos, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. We'll see you next week. And on our show, the guest will be Kelly McGonigal. She is a scientist from Stanford University, and we're talking about science, help, temptation, willpower, and compassion, how science relates them all. We'll do this again next Wednesday morning at 10, 11 Central here on Tokyo.